everybody. Welcome along to the Saturday Sports Show. Dave, in the studio once again this morning. Coming up on the program today, we'll talk golf with Jeff Brockman and uh, with Pill Barra Tournament coming your way uh, in a couple of weeks' time for the Port Hedland Game Fishing Club. We'll catch up with Warren Templeman, El Presidente of the Game Fishing Club, and have an early look at what's going on with Pill Barra 22. In the second hour of the program, we'll talk water polo, we'll talk touch footy, and we'll get some tips from Tim Walker from Tab Touch uh, on Cox Plate Day. How's your tipping going so far with Troy Melville and Dean Cochevera over the last couple of weekends? Day for breakfast. Triple M. Triple M's Saturday Sports Show. Time to head on to the Port Hedland Golf Club to find out what happened last week in the three-club event. Jeff Brockman's on the phone. Hello, Brocky. Morning, Dave. How are you? Not too bad. Three clubs and a putter last week. Uh, how did you go? You, you pulled it. You were the defending champion from the previous week. Did you uh, go back to back? No, mate. No, not no? quite. No, not quite. No. Just, just missed out. Had a, had a reasonable day, mate, but not a um, a good day. No. <laughs> yeah. How bad was it, Jeff? Thirty-three, mate. Well, that's not bad. That's only just well, under no, handy. I didn't, I didn't... I didn't think it was too bad myself, but, um, you know, some other people uh, obviously played better than me, so good on them. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. So three clubs plus your putter, the Bob Kelly-sponsored event. Stableford scoring. Uh, so who came out on top? Mate, first was uh, Zelko Petrovic with 38 points. He must have played well. Mm. All right. Just don't mention the war with Ukraine at the moment. <laughs> Steady up. And uh, second was Daz Paul with 36. Right. And third was uh, Greg Herbert with 35. So they all must have played reasonably well, those fellas. All playing yeah. around about their handicap, yes. 30, was it yeah. 38 to Zelko to win? And 36 was, uh, that's handicap. And that was uh, second and 35 for Herb uh, to be just off the handicap and finishing third. 33 is not far away then, Jeffrey. No, mate, just down the road, just down the road. We'll get to have a, <laughs> see how we go with the stroke round today, mate. That yeah. might... Uh, Put the cat amongst the pigeons, though. Yeah, let's hope, let's hope the wind uh, plays favourites today. It doesn't blow its guts up for, for the stroke round because, you, as you say, it's a stroke round, so you've got to count every shot. Uh, there's no picking up after you've run out of strokes. No, I'll probably need the calculator, I think, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about novelties last weekend, near pins and the like? Uh, nearest to pin number two was Steve Lindley. Very good. Um, yeah, nearest to pin number eight. Zelko, uh, there's the pin number 13, Roger Secker, and there's the pin number 17, Lenny John. All right. Uh, long drives? Uh, men's long drive, 0 to 14, number 15, was Adam Ford. Mm, he's he's uh, playing Matt, well at the moment, isn't he? He plays pretty consistent golf, Adam. Yeah. But he, if he does have a bad day, he has a real shocker. But he's been <laughs> pretty consistent of late, yeah. Very good. Um, men's long drive, 15 plus. On number 15 was Harry Timmermans. And uh, ladies' long drive on number 15 again was Lynn Lissa. Wow. So uh, they all played well, obviously. Uh, longest putt on number 18 was Zelka Petrovic. And nearest the pin for two on number 16 was uh, Leslie Oreo. And nearest the pin for three on number nine, once again, was Les Oreo. Very good. The uh, the president showing his wares on the golf course. Now, uh, as you did mention earlier, today is the monthly mug. It's the final stroke round for the year in the 18-hole competition. Rick Hockey's the sponsor. Uh, normal uh, things, 11.30 for 12, is it today? 
It is, mate, yes. Yep. All righty. So the last monthly mug for the year gets underway. Count every stroke, folks, as you go around. And now next week, just an early shout again, Captains versus Presidents, the final 18-hole comp for the year. Stableford scoring, and uh, thank you to Mick Finlay, who's uh, on board again sponsoring the uh, season ender. Yeah, no, Mick's... Uh, hopefully Mick will be there. I, I haven't seen Mick for a while, but... Um, oh, he's a yeah. hard worker. Oh, he is, mate. He is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a hard worker. I mean, I've I've worked out the other way. I'm, I work. I hardly work. So uh, <laughs> Mick does the opposite for me. Uh, and just remind us again: the the uh, AGM and uh, presentations are on when? On the fifth of next month, mate. Twelve o'clock at the golf club for the AGM, and then obviously we'll go out and play nine holes of golf in the first round of the Summer Cup, right, so which is uh, sponsored by Centurion Transport. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that'll be two weeks uh, from today then, because uh, yep. the monthly bug today. The season ender next week, and then obviously the following Saturday, Summer Comp gets underway with the Summer Cup from Centurions, thank you, uh, and the AGM to start off with, then uh, nine holes of golf, and then we've got the uh, season-ending presentations uh, of an evening out at the Port Hedland Golf Club on the 5th of November. Mate, thank you very much for your time again on a Saturday morning, and uh, if you're going out there this afternoon, hit them, hit them well, don't hit them often. <laughs> no worries, mate. Thanks, mate. Jeff Brockman joining us from the Port Hedland Golf Club. Now, coming up in a couple of weeks' time, we've got uh, Pill Barra 22. It's the 10th anniversary of the Barramundi Fishing Competition for the Port Hedland Game Fishing Club. Very shortly, we'll catch up with Wazza Templeman. He's the president of the Port Hedland Game Fishing Club right here on the Saturday Sports Show. Dave for breakfast. Triple M. Saturday Sports Show on Triple M here in Headland. And uh, time, before we go to the news, time to talk fishing, uh, tight lines and all that sort of stuff. Joining me in the studio, the El Presidente of the Port Heaven Game Fishing Club, Warren Templeman. Was it? Good morning. How are you? Good, Eki. Yourself? Not too bad at all. Now, Pilbara is back for another year. This is, what, the 10th year yeah, of Pilbara? Yeah, 10th anniversary for the Barra. So, yeah. When's, so it's it's not this weekend, obviously, otherwise you wouldn't be in the studio with me. So when it's a couple of weeks away? Yeah, mate, on the 4th and the, 4th to the 6th of November. All right, so the 4th is the Friday. Is that uh, rego? Registration, pre, yep, registration briefing. Uh, come down from about 6 o'clock. Yep. Uh, we'll do a briefing and then um, 6.30 you can scoot off and start fishing. All right, so we're looking at land-based or sea-based lines going in? Uh, Both, mate. Uh, Boat and land. You can fish off the land and in your tinny. Now, do you have, you have to register, obviously, and it's going to be, there's going to be a charge to be uh, to to pay to play, so to so to speak. Yeah, uh, will that have to be done before the the briefing on the Friday? No, you can do it on the briefing night. Yep, come down and come a bit early if you want. Have a beer, food, and all right. Um, and whereabouts is it going to take place at the uh, Game Fishing Club rooms on Sutherland Street? Yeah, right. Okay, that's next door to the Yachty uh, yep. on Sutherland Street. Uh, you, can't miss it. It's a big-ass building right there on the waterfront. Um, so that's on Friday the 4th from 6-ish. The briefing gets underway. Get down there a bit early if you haven't already registered or nominated and uh, pay your fees for the weekend. When, when can you throw the lines in the water? Is that, do you have to wait till like, sun-up on Saturday? No, mate. You can start fishing as soon as briefing's finished. It's dark on Friday yeah. night. People, if they want to get out there and get the big bazaar. Do the barras bite at night time or is mostly in the in the daytime? No, they Bite in the night time as All well, right. mate. So, now, yeah. without giving away too many secrets, what's the best bait for Barra? Your live mullet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, live mullet. 
Um, yeah, anything really. Lures, live mullet. They go for lures rather than live? Yeah, a bit of both, mate. Yeah, okay. Yep. And what's your preference? You go for the live? Yeah, a bit of both, mate. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Not giving away any secrets, nah, man. It's no keeping close to, his, close to his chest. What about uh, prizing then? So what sort of categories are you looking for so at the end of the competition? We've got a fair few categories. So we've got a uh, champion boat. Mm-hmm. So you can have And what qualifies to... that? Is it just the most caught or the best uh, the best weight? Uh, most caught, mate. It's yep. a tag and release yep. system. So you take a, a photo of your barra mm-hmm. and you put your tag, take a photo on a brag mat and then mm-hmm. um, give that to us on the... At the uh, competition close on yep, the Sunday? on the Sunday. So oh, that's yeah. our champion team. So you can have anywhere up to four people in a team. Yep. And then we got the champion team runner-up. Then we got the champion angler male. So that could so the champion angler can be land based. Obviously, champion team can't be land based because that's a champion boat, if you like. But champion angler can be either in a boat or on land. Yep, that's correct. All right. Yep. Very good. And we got the runner up for the male as well. Yep. So females get get a crack at this. Yeah, females get good. a go. Mate. We don't disqualify so. our female members <laughs> of the community. Female champion and yeah. runner-up as well. And, juniors? And obviously junior as well, And what mate. qualifies a junior? Is that under 16, under 15? Under what? 16 and younger. Beautiful. All right. So. And we're just looking for barras, or is there any uh, species you're after? No, we've got other species. So obviously we've got the obviously barra, your biggest barra. Yep. Yeah, heaviest dewy, mm-hmm. which is Mulloway. People call it deweys, yep. blackfish. Uh, salmon and mangrove jack. So they're the only three that can be weighed in okay. on Sunday afternoon. And the weighmaster is Pete Bardo, and he'll be yep. expecting uh, to be doing the weighing from when on Sunday? From 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock. So okay. any, any after, five, after stiff. 5, sorry, yeah. uh, you're out of luck. Yep, that's it. You, you play the uh, play the stiff shit card. Yep. All right, so you've got three hours to get your uh, your weighing into Bardo, and then the uh, presentations will be on the Sunday night, or are you going to wait for a week like we do for uh, some of the other tournaments? No, it's straight after. We'll do our little thing that we do to see who won, mm-hmm. and then we'll do our presentation straight after. About quarter past five, most probably. And yeah, oh, I don't. I don't reckon Bartho will have him ready for quarter past five. Maybe twenty past, but you know, yeah, mate, he's good, but he's you know, not that good. I will push out that past. <laughs> <laughs> Morning, Pete. I'll say hello to you, and your good lady wife Eva, uh, who's I think she's club treasurer, isn't she? Yeah, mate, she's yeah. still our treasurer. Very good. So yes. All right, so uh, Pilbara 22, the 10th anniversary of Pilbara is coming up in a couple of weeks' time. Registration on Friday the 4th from uh, 6 in the evening, and you can actually get your lines in the water after the briefing. But uh, as with all fishing tournaments, whether you're land-based or sea-based, make sure people know where you are. Have all your safety equipment, particularly on board the boats, life jackets, one per person on board the boat. Make sure your EPIRB's got uh, fresh batteries and it works, and your marine radio is fully serviced and in touch with everyone else. Make sure people know when you are expected back on shore. Was thanks for joining us today. I'll catch up with you uh, maybe next week, the week before the, uh, the Pilbara gets underway, because the week after you won't be anywhere near this studio. You'll be nah, on the water. That's it, mate. No dramas. Good on you. Warren Templeman is the president of the Port Hedland Game Fishing Club, joining us two weeks out from Pilbara 22. Dave for breakfast. Triple M. 
Welcome back. In the second hour of the program today, we're going to be talking water polo as the Headland Water Polo Association got underway with season 22-23, the coolest summer sport in town. We'll get some horse racing tips from Tim Walker to get you through Cox Plate Day and coming in for you next, we'll catch up with Jess from the Headland Touch Association as they had a mass of juniors on Marie Marlin Reserve during the week. Day for breakfast. Triple M's Saturday sports show. Time to talk touch footy as they continue their season on Wednesday night. And there were kids galore at Marie Marlin Reserve. Jess Templeman, good morning. How are you? I'm recovering from my coaching. <laughs> um, there were kids everywhere. There was. We had over 120. We've got, we have over 120 children registered for our junior program. And we people still, still wanting to register. Yes, we, we wow. did. Um, we're absolutely thrilled with the amount of um, kids that we have coming down and giving touch a go. Um, it, it, it was, we had all our stations organised. It seemed a bit hectic, but um, the kids all got to um, go through all the skill stations mm-hmm. for some training. And then at the end of the night, they all got a game, which was great. All right. Um, so, yeah, a lot of fun. Um, Herding cats? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was a lot of kids, you know, we, we go, we've got to go backwards to go forwards apparently, but um, mm. it, it was, it's good fun. I'm like coaching, rowing, like yeah, rowing, you I'm go coaching, backwards to go forwards. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in charge of some under 11s, yes. including, including my son and a few of his mates. Oh, how's that going? Um, Do you still have yeah. hair? You haven't pulled it all out? <laughs> no, but I just, you know, quickly realising that children at that age don't really have the capacity to hear you very much. Oh, they, oh they'll hear you. They just won't listen. They just won't listen, yeah. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll do, we will improve. My coaching will improve and the kids will improve. We'll have, right. we'll have some fun. Good work. That's what it's all about, having a bit of fun uh, on a Wednesday That's night. It. So Junior's back again this coming Wednesday uh, with yep. seniors uh, to um, game time, 6.45, 7.45. Uh, let's go to the seniors' uh, results. You want to go Div 2 or Div 1 first up? I will go Div 2. That's the first on my list. All righty. Who did what to who? So, Chafing Dreams 12 defeated Tex 2 with Ryan Tucker Scott and Scott Powell from Chafing Dreams picking up the points for the guys. Josie Gorman, she is now. Two points <laughs> uh, for Chafing Dreams. She also picked up three tries. Wow. Uh, Nicola Kennedy from Tex picked up a point. She was a casual girl who came down for the night, so not a bad first hit out. Mm-hmm. And Bevan Paulson, um, thought he deserved a bit of a shout-out. Four tries from the veterans. Nice work. 12-2. Uh, Tex came off the bye, so uh, obviously still in bye mode by the sound of it. Um, yeah, but... <laughs> Looking great in their new uniforms, though. Excellent. Oh, that's good. Strutting this stuff in the new uniform. Next game. Quality Coatings 14, defeated Can't Touch This 5. That's Um, not a bad outing for Can't Touch This then. Five tries. It is. um, All of the the tries went to Alvin uh, Nadaba. He obviously then picked up two points as well. So well done, Alvin. Uh, Lincoln Vile, so from Quality Coatings, it's actually a lot of um, young ones picking up points this week. Also, Kalani Edgar, she picked up two points for the girls. And Lara Giral from mm-hmm. Can't Touch Touch This, she picked, she picked up a point as well for them. Very good. Um, unfortunately, we did have a bye this week. Pulakas had a few injuries and um, some guys out of town for work, so they had to forfeit to Touchy Touchy. Uh, so I know Phoenix resulting there. I'm guessing you guys put your feet up this week. 
We uh, we did. We oh. ha- we had a, a break, so I got to have a rest after my coaching debut. <laughs> All right, Divi one. Div 1. So some good games in Div 1. So Rusty Pipe 7 defeated Saints 5 with Egan Many from uh, Saints picking up two points. Jordan Hodgden from uh, Rusty Pipes three tries and a point. Jess Turvey and Jazz Kilmartin also Rusty Pipes getting all the points for the girls. Good work. And next game? Yeah. So Nads 12 defeated Cube 6 with Travis Richardson from Cube picking up three tries and two points. Philem and Pearson uh, picked up a point for Nads. Elise Boterall from Cube, two points, and good old Tash Rookie picking up points. <laughs> not too many weeks go by without Tash picking up some no, points. No, no, this is true. That's not. That's a pretty big win, 12-6, can be compared to the 7-5 yeah. win earlier. Uh, last game? Clo- another close game to finish it off. So Emu, seven, defeated Crazy Horses, six. Um, Jeremy Mao picked up two points from Emus. Ben Watson, a point for Crazy Horses. Um, Aisha Levi scored three tries, picked up two points for Crazy Horses. And Taylor Baum for Emus picked up a point as well. And Conquerors had the bye. Very good. All right, Junior's back again this coming Wednesday night. Uh, Stacey Smith doing a fantastic job uh, organising that competition uh, and still people wanting to register. So head on down there. What time do you want the Juniors down there, Jess? Um, so we start the Juniors at 5 o'clock. Yep. We start off with um, drills, training sessions, and then... Um, they all kind of get a 20-minute game, so two 10-minute halves um, at the end of the night before our seniors get on and play. Very good. Thanks for your time again on this Saturday morning. Uh, you put your feet up. I'm, I'm sure the uh, the other half will be busy tonight with baseball being moved to Saturday night. But uh, you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Lovely. Thank you. Dave for breakfast. Triple M Saturday Sports Show, the coolest summer sport in Headland is water polo. And joining me in the studio to have a look at week one of competition, Brad Polenko joins me. Hello, Polenko. How are you? Oh, very well, Eki. And yourself? Not too bad. Hey, look, I was talking to a few people last night and uh, the comment was made that for opening night, good crowd. Excellent good crowd. crowd. Good yeah. And no forfeits. So everyone's turned up and, and teams were seem to be reasonably full. I mean, I know the pointers need to drag players in and that sort of stuff, but everyone had seven in the water. Spot on. You know, yeah. it was really good to see in the senior comp that yeah. um, we all had proper games. First game of the year. So I mean, there's still people to come back in the girls' competition. Uh, Tamara Simpson will come back at some point. Uh, uh, Nellie McGowan, Lily Horton, yep. they're all, all out of the Aztecs. They'll all come back at exactly. some point. They were obviously had other things to do last night. So there's people to come back. Victoria Bolson's come back after a baby eight weeks ago. Yeah, you know, amazing. And back in the pool. She yep. played a couple of games last night. Um, there are some losses, obviously, uh, with Georgie Staples has gone down to Caratha. Um, you, who is it? Uh, we've got Eloise Host has yep. just had a baby, literally, yep. uh, three four weeks ago. So, not sure if she'll actually come back in the water. Yeah, come on, Eloise, Victoria's <laughs> come back. back. <laughs> uh, and there's another one of the girls who's playing. I think she was with the Aztecs. She's gone. Uh, back home to Queensland. So yeah. if she does come back on a flight FIFO basis, she may get some games in. But That's you know, right. it's, a case, it's a case of getting games in for the seniors now yep. before the Christmas break because it, to come back after the Christmas pudding is yeah. a bit hard. You know, <laughs> it's, it, it's always hard after you've had I, the, the winter break. I know exactly what you mean, Eki. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's have a quick look at what happened last night. Two games in the women's, two games in the men's. Let's kick it off with the women's. And uh, it was Aztecs and Piranhas in the water first. One-sided game here, 10-3 in the end. 
Yeah, it was. Icky. It was a little bit one-sided, but look, it's still it was still a, a good game to watch. So, mm. and it's great, like you said, to have full teams uh, for these types of games. First game of the year, everyone's and quite a bit a few rusty. New players out there. Great to see. Yeah. It is so good to see a lot of new players coming in, having a go at water polo. Mm. You know, everyone's welcome to come down to play water polo, and it was good to see people having a crack last night. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's. Uh, it's it's a great sport and look like you said it is one sided last night in that game but um like it's still still great to watch. But I mean let's face it, first week in yep. there's a lot of cobwebs in Eddie Villabana way. And I don't yeah. think every cobweb was got last night. <laughs> no, just quietly. That's right. And I watched all four games last night. <laughs> <laughs> so ten so three yeah. last night to the Piranhas. That's right. So yeah, Lizzie Macy and Bethany Denny uh, grabbing three goals each mm-hmm. last night and uh, Hannah Miller grabbing two for the Aztecs. So. I think we need to qualify that. It's a goal-scoring machine, yes. Hannah Miller. Yes. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she doesn't appreciate me saying that, so I'll throw that in there. Uh, and the votes in that game? Yeah, we had Lizzie Macy grabbing the three votes mm-hmm. last night, um, and then Hannah Miller got the two, and Bethany Denny with the one vote. All right. And uh, I think uh, Lizzie backed up, did she? Uh, did she play a late game in the men's? She did, All yes. Right. So the second of the women's games was uh, the Orcas and the Vipers, mm-hmm. and another one-sided game, this, this time in favour of the Orcas, uh, nine to four in the finish, and just absolutely dominating the score sheet for the Vipers, Riley McGrath. Yeah, again. Yeah, look, I, I uh, refereed this match, so although the score was uh, one-sided, it was still competitive game to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, we just got, a, uh, got uh, the... Uh, Vipers just to need to make sure that they sit on Mercedes Ralph and Catherine Fisher. <laughs> um, so uh, just centre half, I mentioned centre, that. Centre forward, it's, been, yeah. it's a bit hard. Oh, I, I mean, they're right in the middle of the pool. They are. You know so, the ball's going to get there at some point. Uh, they, and they've got great outside shots. Yeah. So that's 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 one of the things is you can't just let them sit there and balk. Um, and that's why they both grab four goals each. But as you mentioned, Riley McGrath um, on the opposition grabbing four goals of his own, which mm. is, again, great to see. He's just coming in leaps and bounds in water polo, and it's great to see him in the pool. There's another young uh, boy who's playing in the, uh, I think he's playing the girls, and he might even be in the men's t- senior competition as well, young Hessian, Kobe Hessian. Yeah, Kobe Hessian. He played in our, our first game last yeah. night in the double header, and uh, he's got a great little shot on him. Yep. I was quite surprised to see that last night, or pleasantly, pleasantly surprised, surprised to yeah, see that last indeed. night, I should say. So um, with the votes last night yep. in that game, we had three to Catherine Fisher, Two to Mercedes Ralph, and then one to Riley McGrath. All three of them scoring four goals, so they had to. Uh, well, it was we, pretty hard to choose. We don't otherwise. always go just with the goal scorers. <laughs> no. uh, now the first of the men's games. Now the point is uh, kicked off the season with a double header. I don't know why Abra does this to you uh, every season. You seem to get the double header first week. Um, maybe you need to pay them all. It's, um, it's like preseason. The first you know, if you get a double header to start with, so that, <laughs> our preseason's over now. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Dylan Edmonds uh, in goals. Now, I want to talk about Dylan. Uh, he actually, in the second game, he's managed to uh, put one part past Milo. We'll get there in, in a moment. Yeah. But uh, White Pointers have lost a few players. Now, there's no Josh Bentley last night. No. Josh Blair is mm. unlikely to come back. Yep. Um, so it's, it's, you, you guys, it's not struggle town, but no. for, a, for a club that uh, five, six, seven years ago was 
battling it out every week with black stars for su- supremacy, if you like, in the yep. pool, the the golf is just immense now. And so the now this is where you need to bring the juniors through. Absolutely, and and it was re- I, f- I really enjoyed what playing last night um, with the with juniors in, mm-hmm. the, in the team, and it, it is rebuilding for us, but. Yep. You know what? And we had a couple of new um, players in the pool last night as well. And you know what? It, it, they were all having a go and enjoying it. And it was just great to have new people on the team. And you know what? I, I think this this team can do something this year. Well, you've got away with your double header with two draws, four four, which uh, yeah. for a, a veteran player like yourself would be at the start <laughs> of the season fantastic. It to is get away with you get a point each. Uh, absolutely, uh, and, and if you put that in the context of last year, I don't think we had a point before Until, Christmas. No, that's right. You were struggling <laughs> so, before Christmas so last this year. Is, this is a great start for what us. What do you want for Christmas? A point <laughs> will do. A point. <laughs> yeah. So, who got the votes out of the field? Oh, ben Palenka, you've got you've got uh, two goals and you got the three votes. Uh, Deck Rahman, uh, we could read the votes this time. Deck, so we'll mention your name on radio. So you've got two votes and Victoria Bowles. And now I want to talk about Declan Rahman when it comes to the second game. This is against uh, the Black Stars. Now. Didn't Declan at one point... Um, no, it was in this game. Oh, was it, oh it was in this game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's right. It was someone uh, wearing a number 11 cap managed to uh, drown the poor fella uh, in front of the goals. Now, Palenko, why are you yeah. trying? To, why are you picking on young Declan? Well, I thought I was going major to go foul. for a quick surf. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Called for the major foul and a penalty shot. Now, talk us through with uh, taking a penalty... It's uh, got to be in one fluid movement. One fluid motion. So the whistle, the, the referee blows the whistle, yeah. and you can you have to shoot in, like you said, one fluid motion. Declan threw the ball up to himself before he shot, the which ball. is the normal custom practice for a restart for a, like a, a penalty or a, 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 an infringement in field. Yeah. To restart, toss the ball, make sure it leaves your hand, and yeah. then get rid of it or so, you know, pass or play. And that sort thank of stuff. you very much, Declan. All I can say is Because that. <laughs> that could have been oh. the win. <laughs> hey, he won't do that ever again. I know he won't because he won't be allowed to take a penalty ever again. 4-4 in the end in that game. Now, the last game of the night, very late. Uh, there's a lot of delays of games last night. But uh, Black Stars and Pointers reacquainted themselves in the water, finished up another four-all draw. It was. It was and a Dylan very surprising four-all draw, which was great to see. Um, yeah, Dylan Edmonds. Goalkeeper. Uh, goalkeeper. On the score sheet. On the score sheet. Again. Now, we said this before about Marlowe <laughs> be getting on the score sheet. And <laughs> yes. he's, he has, in the past, lobbed full field and yes. scored. Yes. Dylan didn't do it full field. No, he, he but came he won, up. But a bullet passed Marlowe last A bullet. Last off, you know, hit, hit what we call wood, which is mm, like... Took the, the woodwork, the, yeah. Yeah, the woodwork. And um, yeah, it was unstoppable. It was a great shot. <laughs> I was like... Calling for the ball, I was like, "No, oh yes." <laughs> did he get votes out of that? No, no. Should oh have. no, he did. Oh, oh, you, no, no, he, he, did. he got a vote. Yeah, there you go. One goal, one vote. Just <laughs> keep it up, Dylan. <laughs> finish four all. Finish controversially. Uh, end of the game. There was uh, one um, uh, little mermaid uh, who uh, reckons scored on the hooter, um, but obviously they. Umpires disallowed it. Oh, well, I'm, I'm reading the score sheet. Yeah, it says here. four all here, signed off by the umpire. I'm looking at it, I, I, it doesn't lie. No, that's right. Three goals to Lacey last night, gets him to three votes, and Polenko another two votes on the night. So well done. Five votes out of two games. Good work. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming in. Oh, it's good to be here again, Eki. Coming up after the break, we'll catch up with Tim Walker from Tab Touch and see if we can find a winner or two out on the tracks today. Day for breakfast.
Triple M Saturday Sports Show. Before we finish up today, it is Cox Plate Day out at uh, Money Valley, as David Short likes to call it. Uh, let's have a look at uh, see if we can find you some winners. Tab touches. Tim Walker joins us on the phone. Hello, Timmy. How are you? A very good morning to you, Dave, and all of your listeners. Great to be with you. Cannot wait for what's going to be a magical day of racing. All right. Shall we go to the Valley first up then? I think so. That's where all of the action, all of the eyes are going to be there today, aren't they, for one of the great races on the Australian calendar, the Cox Plate. Yeah, look, the uh, the weather intervened yesterday. It's supposed to be Manicato Stakes Day yesterday, but lightning caused a cancellation, and they've... Uh, <laughs> I love this. Vic Racing has said, oh, no, we're going to race it again. We'll make race 11 out at uh, Money Valley today. So the Manicato has uh, suddenly magically reappeared on the on today's card. I hate the uh, people that have to... Um, print up the uh, race books because uh, they wouldn't yeah. have expected that. No, not at all. And that was initially a concern. Could they add that onto the end of the race book and all of the publications that have been <laughs> done? And even when you go down and mark your tickets, it's yes. important to note that uh, it, the Mooney Valley Code now, it's now MRP. So MRP, right. if you're going down to mark your tickets at Mooney Valley today in your, in your local tab outlets, you have to mark it MRP, MRP, not MR as it was yesterday. Yeah. MRP, take okay. note of that. All right. Uh, all right, so uh, there's uh, quite a few decent races of, on the cars today other than the Manicato. The Mooney Valley Gold Cup, which is a qualifier for the Melbourne Cup. We got a tip in there? Terrific race, this. Worth $1 million. There's a lot of stairs races at the moment. Yep. I think Francesco Guardi here for the dominant McDonald and Waller combination. If you go back and have a look at what Francesco Guardi did last time out, that was in the Bart Cummings at Flemington. He was lucky to stand on all fours. He <laughs> was almost thrown out of the saddle with Craig Newitt, who was aboard him on that occasion. Uh, that was at around the 900-metre mark. He almost fell, and what he was able to do then was pick himself up, and he hit the line, and for all intents and purposes, he was the run of the race. I know Luna Flair won the race, and she deserves her spot in the Melbourne Cup. She actually won the Mooney Valley Cup last year. Mm, but and backing up this look, year. Absolutely. So, look, you have to respect Luna Flair on that basis. She's a man that's in form. Uh, you've got Perth and Grand Promenade that are out of the Ma Eustace stable. They're always rock-hard fit. You know they produce their stays rock-hard fit to the races. But I just think of what we saw last time out. Francesco Guardi should be too good and work into the Melbourne Cup field this afternoon, this son of Frankel. It was too uh, unlucky to be true, if you like, Dave, last time out in the Bart Cummings, as I said. It, lucky to stay on all fours, and, and Craig Newitt did a wonderful job to stay in the saddle and then pick himself up and really attack the line with vigour and finish second. I think he can work his way into the big one. Bit of rain around over in the East Coast, uh, and there has been for quite some time, making this a heavy eight today. The Gold Cup uh, scheduled to run uh, at uh, 1.25 this afternoon. Race nine is the Cox Plate uh, at 10 past two this afternoon, and a lot of money has gone towards um, Animo, as you would expect. It's had a great carnival thus far. Zaki, I can't believe that is drifting. Uh, it's out at $7 this morning. Um, what, do you, what do you reckon? Zaki got a chance, or is Animo just an unbeaten uh, um, horse to get in there? Well, I think he's a champion in the waiting if he can win this one today, Animo. Yep. He's got the five group ones, looking to add the six group ones yep. to the resume. This is the championship race in Australasia. The greatest two minutes in sport that Cox play. If Animo <laughs> can do it, it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity for James Cummings and the powerful Godolphin team. 
he just profiles like the right horse. He's got the perfect draw, barrier number four. He'll be able to just sit just off the speed, I think, which will be set by Alligator Blood. And also El Bodygon, who's the new blood into the race, if you like. He comes down with really good Northern Hemisphere form. I think he'll stack up. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I think a bit of rain around today will certainly help him. So that's probably been the move for him there. He's into $5.50. Yep. Zaki, look, Zaki can win. I'm happy to take him on. I think his last two runs have been good, but they don't scream out Cox Plate winning runs to me. So I'm happy to steer around Zaki. I love I'm Thunderstruck. I was with him last time out at Caulfield. He was only beaten a lip by Animo. He's got barrier 10, which might not be the worst thing. Well, come the uh, end of the day, if it's can... been raining, probably not. No, absolutely. And he's, he's shown that he has got good enough form on the soft. He's three wins from six attempts on the soft and has one on heavy going before. I'm just going to go with him one more time and hope that he can turn the tables on Animo, albeit Animo so very hard to beat. And in a way, I'd probably be happy to see Animo go and win this race this afternoon and declare himself as a champion. And hopefully he goes on and takes on the world after winning the Cox Plate yeah, today. Indeed. Uh, Terrific race, terrific the, race. I guess uh, disappointing last few runs has been uh, um, Annabelle Neesham's uh, Steed Mwanga, who came over with a whole, all manner of reputation, uh, has not won uh, in its last four starts. It's placed twice, and last time out, uh, sadly, was eighth. Um, so given a decent run, it's coming out of barrier nine, uh, if Nashra Willer can, can actually get it going, uh, that may uh, feature in your uh, in your novelties today. Moanga, horse number five in the Cox Plate for me anyway. Uh, but I've, I haven't actually taken it. I've gone with uh, Zaki, Thunderstruck, uh, Mr Brightside and Anima. I've boxed them up to go uh, always. Uh, hopefully two of them can uh, salute for my exactor. Yeah, I think you're playing right around the right horses there, Dave. I think you can be right there in the mix uh, and Moanga's a really interesting runner. We haven't seen him win since the Wink Stakes of no, last right. year. He was good. He was good at Sandown two starts back and wasn't too bad last time out at Caulfield. Wasn't beaten too far, but it, it would surprise me if he won today. But I could see him running in the top three or four yep. at best, I reckon. Probably throw him in there if you want to get a, a, in the first fours. Uh, he, it would be decent value for your novelties in there. Uh, and the last, as we said, it's been added to the card today. Race 11 now on a 10-race card. Uh, <laughs> it's the Manicato Stakes, which was uh, lightning off yesterday. Uh, tried very hard to go past uh, some of these. I mean, Polelli would be the almost unbackable starter, uh, favourite for this for Cummings and McDonald. But there's plenty of value there as well. 11.11s for Nashra Willa is uh, showing still $17, but that's probably a decent $17. And as as you said before we went to air, uh, if this if it continues to rain, that heavy eight, the outside barrier for Behemoth, uh, could be advantageous for the, the top weight. Absolutely it could. And, and let's hope we see Behemoth. He's got some WA connections yep. in him. So let's hope we see him get back to his best because his first two runs this campaign haven't been the behemoth, the multiple group one winning behemoth that we know. So let's hope he performs well today. And he might even end up over here in WA later on this year in our carnival. I think you hit the nail on the head with Pirelli. You could just see if Cummings and McDonald team up in the Cox Plate with Animo. You could see them piling into Pirelli here yeah. in the Manicato Stakes. He's the one to beat. I'm going to go with Bella Nipatina, who I think's the biggest threat to Pirelli and the market says as much. She was terrific. She, her closing sectionals in the morning stakes were outstanding. 
I think she's ready to put her hand up and win a big Group 1 race around Mooney Valley. I think this could be it with Craig Williams. The man at the moment aboard, he won a good 1,200-metre oh, race in Sydney last Saturday. Hey? Did he what? Well, that's upset a few Let's punters, hope... isn't it? Didn't upset yeah, Chris Waller, though. He didn't mind. No, no, he was able to win the Caulfield Cup still on the afternoon. But yeah. let's hope a little bit of that giga kick magic can indeed uh, be replicated here aboard Bella Nipatina. And she's another one that might come to Perth as well. Uh, what you mentioned about 11-11, I'm glad you mentioned him. I think he's a wonderful each-way bet at $17. Yep. And the other one that's going along very well at $21 was beaten by Private Eye last start, who we know was second in the Everest last time out. This is Rock and Horse. Patty Maloney and Mike Moroney teaming up, $21. She might be another one to include in the novelties, but I'm happy to be with Bella Nipotina in the Manicato this afternoon. Going to be a big race day out at uh, Mooney Valley today. 11 races on the card now and a heavy eight. So uh, uh, bet wisely. Uh, don't go chasing your losses. Uh, now, very quickly then, let's have a quick look at Randwick before we go to the news at 10 o'clock. Uh, there's a couple of big races out here today. The uh, spring champion stakes, Moa and Shondon, is time to start at 145. This is the only group one on the card there today. Uh, elliptical will start. Uh, out of barrier one and with Blake Shin on board. Uh, at this stage, the totes showing elliptical at 370. Tab Touch has it at 420. Uh, but uh, looking like starting as a favourite, the top weight. Yeah, and we know that he's got that Caulfield Guineas form. Mm. He was beaten and so very brave in behind Golden Mile in the Caulfield Guineas a couple of weeks ago. A good bit of support for She's Extreme. We know that she likes the wet and I don't think the 2,000 metres will be an issue for her. And that's going to be a big talking point in this race. What horses genuinely get the 2,000 metres? Because it's the three-year-olds, it's up to the 2,000 metres, a lot of them for the very first time. I'm going with the Sydney form and the last start gloaming stakes place getter, Williamsburg. That race, oh. was uh, the gloaming was 1,800 back to 1,600. I think Williamsburg screams out like a 2,000 metre horse. And you're getting a pretty good price at $6.50. Yeah, you are. But... Uh... I, I said last week, uh, or two weeks ago, when we started uh, the Spring Carnival tipping, I uh, jumped on Karen McAvoy at Randwick, and he sadly let me down. So I said, uh, sorry, Karen, you're dead to me. So I will not be following you the rest of this carnival. I don't care what you do, uh, but you've gone with him in Williamsburg today. Race 10, uh, let's have a look at that to finish off out at Randwick today. It's a soft six uh, with all the rain that they've had in Sydney and surrounds uh, at this stage. It's not raining just yet, but uh, what do you what do you like in race ten? Yeah, there's been a few scratchings here, and yeah. it's only increased my confidence with Bacchanalia, who's now the favourite. Was five dollars yesterday, but we know that Clemenceau has come out this afternoon for the Hawks team, so Clemenceau was the favourite. Bacchanalia now the three dollar thirty favourite. I think it's still a very good price. Was beaten by Remark last time out, who's a horse that's just in terrific form. Is back in grade here. Fields down to 10. Inside draw, the wetter the better for Bacchanalia. And Blake Shin, who's in outstanding form, yep. is aboard for the Godolphin team here. So it could be a massive day for Godolphin. They could be celebrating the Cox Plate win and then teaming up in Sydney and getting a win here with Bacchanalia in the last at Randwick just an hour or so after the Cox Plate. That's what I'm thinking will happen this afternoon. I think that's a wonderful way to end the day at Randwick. Bacchanalia, $3.30 with Tab Touch. All right, we've just about run out of time. The news is just about on us. Can we uh, quickly go to the Belgravia at Ascot? Uh, Snowdome uh, is showing the form for the Parnhams. Uh, Neville Trainer, Chris, in the saddle. Uh, but Amelia's Jewel is also uh, highly rated with Patrick Carberry on board. Wonderful race, this one. I think you're either Team Amelia's Jewel or Team Snowdome. 
I'm going Amelia's Jewel, unbeaten three for three. Snowdome was awesome first up, but I think Amelia's Jewel can just sit off the speed. And if she's not too far off them at the turn, I think she'll show that electric turn of foot and can get over the top of Snowdome, who's flying. Let's hope that these two horses clash again throughout the course of the summer carnival here in Perth. Beautiful work. Love your work, Timmy. Uh, thanks very much for that. Uh, Tim Walker from Tab Touch joining us today, having a decent old look at Mooney Valley today, giving us tips in races 8, 9 and 11. Two races at Randwick today. He's given us tips on race 8 and 10. And in the Belgravia, he's going for Amelia's Jewel, that race to be run uh, almost 4.30 this afternoon. And a soft six with the sprinkle of rain that uh, Perth's had midweek. Tim, thanks very much for your time today. Have a great weekend. All the best to you and your listeners, Dave. And remember, if you're on the punt today, uh, bet responsibly. Don't go chasing your losses. That's it for the Saturday Sports Show. I'll be back on Monday from 6. Have a great weekend, Headland.